0: When you get a ticket for not wearing your seatbelt, it comes from the police. And from your mother. And your best friend. And your family. We want you to buckle
1: up every trip, every time. Three out of four people ejected from a vehicle in a crash will die. If you won't do it for
0: yourself, do it for
2: us. We like having you around.
0: Click it or ticket. A message from the Michigan Office of Highway Safety Planning.
1: Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. he oh, He's done it! Four! Aguero! Oh! yeah. yeah.
0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Premier League Nightclub Podcast. My name is Damon and I am very excited to say that for the first time in probably about two months, I have Sam and I have Woody with me. Boys, how are
1: ya? Oofed. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: back. I haven't sat
2: next to Sammy in I don't know how long. And <laughs> yeah. I honestly, I don't know if I even want to Do at you the know moment. how much
1: <laughs> flack I get at the minute from whenever I go out with you two? Like we had a few family relations <laughs> birthdays and whatever and I'm like are you the other guy on the podcast every like, single person I'm just, like I oh, am the
0: podcast boys and Sam <laughs> 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 like,
1: yeah that's, that's me every yeah but you know what, I own it I'm here now let's this have a f- good episode probably doesn't
2: help you the only single one as well mate so you're a bit of a rogue you're never really with us <laughs>
1: That was a yeah. un, real unreasonable <laughs> random that, dick. Can, is, is that more of a slight on you guys than it is me? I mean, oh, me. I oh, don't want to yeah, hang out with your mates anymore. I don't think so. No, it's uh, you, mate. You don't want to hang out with us. Mate, some of us have a full-time job.
0: He mentions it that every time he comes on the pod, how he's got more important things than this podcast. Well,
1: sometimes I actually just don't have time. Well, you mean every week? really disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> Alright,
0: um, well, we should probably be honest in saying that We've had some more technical difficulties this week. Again, any microphone companies out there, we're we're all ears because it's getting ridiculous.
2: Road, we're looking at you. We are... We're we're waiting. We've got listeners waiting to hear your name at the intro. Come
1: get us. We will plug you every single five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) And And our episodes go for a long time.
0: (laughs) And we won't ask for much in return, seriously. Except for some quality mics because we've got the... uh, one-on-one sort of action on going. I'm looking at your two heads really closely right now. So hopefully it doesn't sound too much different than the last like 20 episodes, (laughs) but if it does, apologize in advance.
1: That's interesting.
0: Shut up, Sam. (laughs) Anyway, Woody, what have we got on today?
1: Mate, there
2: have been an absolute slew of things happening in the footballing world so far this week, and it's been a short week, actually. Firstly, your boy... Our boy, Daniel Surridge, <laughs> FIFA legend. Absolute
1: FIFA legend, Meme, meme deliverer. Now has, you're talking my language.
2: He has been banned from Worldwide Football until June because the FA have decided to reopen his case and they won uh, in what was a a betting scandal of involving Daniel Surridge. And he told his brother or a relation, I think it might have been a cousin, to bet on a on, on somewhere that he was going to get transferred to. Yeah, and... Yeah. I think the the family member won the bet, and originally, originally, um, he was handed a two week ban and seventy five pound fine. Now the FA, having reopened the case, got it done, got him done till June, so no football worldwide until the till end of the June. season, yeah. exactly. And then that fine doubled to one hundred fifty thousand pounds. Can
0: I just say? That's uh, you know, in what I, world did Daniel Sturridge think that was going to be all right? No, no I no tell you what,
1: I tell you why this has happened. Because Daniel Sturridge has genuinely been disgruntled with football since FIFA dropped his pace to under 80 two years ago. I'm not even kidding.
0: I'm not going to lie, Woody. I thought he was going to say something way worse. Than <laughs> so that's
1: all right. No, wait. Which FIFA was it? It was like FIFA 17. I think he went from like 88 to but like I'm pretty, 78. I'm, I'm
2: fairly sure that year he scored seven goals in like 12 games for Liverpool or 14 yeah, games. But he, but but mate, but, yeah, but he... We had one year where we
1: scored some important goals. Your for pace clock. doesn't change. That much in the space of a year. That is true. That's true. Aww. I remember I remember watching his YouTube video of him and Sterling, and then they're asking, when he was back at Liverpool, and they're asking, um, who has more pace than Sterling? And then like, Daniel, and then Daniel's like, oh yeah, probably me. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's got like 78 pace, and Sterling's got like 95. Anyway, that's just my FIFA knowledge. I don't play that game that's, anymore. That's the most we're going to get out of Sam <laughs> all episode. <laughs> uh,
2: and in other news, City won the League Cup against Aston Villa, which... Fair to
0: say no one gave a flying shit about To be fair, City played like an eighty percent strength team and it was probably Villa's most important game in the last ten years, other than maybe their game for promotion. Like
1: Yeah, yeah but that's just the way English football is, isn't it? Yeah. I mean big games for some clubs are very different to other clubs, you know what I mean? Yeah, it is true. Oh,
2: well, you can't say Villa is going to be challenging for the league anytime exactly. so soon.
1: That, that so that was their big game. It was like Hull City in the final, of, in the FA Cup final a few years ago. It's like mm-hmm. that's massive.
2: And City Wait. now, of course, have, have won uh, three years in a row, 2018, 19 and
0: 20, the Carabao Cup. I think the record's Liverpool, who won it four times in a row mm-hmm. in their dominant era many, many years ago. So is that uh, pretty much it? For the intro?
1: No. <laughs> what the hell was Damo's dollars? You listened to
2: it over. You listened to it over the uh, over over the over your through your headphones, Sammy. What did you reckon of it?
1: I reckon like listening to it, he sold it pretty well. <laughs> and then I put ten bucks. Actually, I put fifteen dollars. <laughs> on it, <'Cause laughs> I, was, it, BS. I was like, you did not put fifteen bucks was, on that. Because I was like, because I was like, oh, I mean, I haven't been on for a while. I might. It might be something that I can actually contribute you know, put some money onto the Deimos and It was dollars. over after the first game. I reckon and then... the only
2: reason he chucked 15 bucks on it is because he's, you know, with a full-time job. Get in before you said that. Yeah. But, mate, you got money to spare these days, mate.
1: Yeah, well, I actually don't, but, <laughs> so that actually broke the bank, mate. Mate, relax. We're a football podcast We're not a deeper
0: meaningful yeah. podcast. <laughs> don't need to know about your
1: financial situation. <laughs> so that was a waste of uh, $15. But, but Deimos,
0: seriously, y-
2: you lost three out of four legs. And the only one you didn't have statistical evidence
0: for, you won. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's actually a little preview of what Damo's Dollars this week is going to be about.
1: It's all
2: about
0: emotion. <laughs>
2: Shit, com- is
0: it coming back?
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, no!
1: i tell you what, though. The most... Like, they do say football is the hardest game to bet on. Well, you've got three outcomes. and you've got, well, you've got three genuine yeah. outcomes. I'm not... And that's the thing.
0: Here at Deimos Dollars, we don't, you know, take it easy and say, oh, win or draw... Because you lose value there You just go for home Every oh, yeah. single it's bet
1: like, It's like who bets on the place mate You put it on the nose every time <laughs> Exactly <laughs> Mate you say here
0: You say here at Like there are multiple people
2: Supporting <laughs> Damo's dollars Sam and I don't support I This venture say, of yours I was, mate I was literally about to <laughs> say like,
1: What is
0: One day know? The multi's going to come off <laughs> it's going to be Absolute same And you would have made up For the other 40 weeks <laughs> That you failed Yeah A
1: lot of Mick Malloy Going on <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Alrighty lads uh, Woody it's your job to do it, and Sam's going to listen to it live on. for the first time in like Last time months. I was on, I actually did this. Yeah. Which mm. right.
2: I didn't approve of. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, didn't shut up. We we're we not going
0: into this. Woody, give us those quick fire results. To
2: kick off the round, Norwich beat Leicester City 1-0. Aston Villa and Sheffield got postponed due to the Carabao Cup final. Palace beat Brighton 1-0. Chelsea conceded too late to draw with Bournemouth 2 all. Burnley and Newcastle drew nil all. West Ham down Southampton 3-1 to give Damo his only win in the Damo's Dollars round. Yeah, Watford, Watford beat Liverpool 3-0 in what was an absolute shocker. Uh, City and Arsenal got postponed due to the Carabao Cup final. Everton and Man United drew one all. And to cap off the
0: round, the Wolves downed Mourinho's struggling Tottenham 3-2. So the Woodrack can't handle the pressure of having more than one person watching him do that because he's absolutely bottled the Chelsea-Bournemouth game. chelsea yeah, no, Bournemouth didn't score the last two. Chelsea hit back.
2: No, no. I said they conceded too late. I didn't say the last two. <laughs> they scored two goals in three minutes after half
0: time. You got it that's, wrong. That's
2: late. You got it wrong. I, didn't, I didn't, say, didn't say they conceded the last two. You got
1: it wrong. Get anyway, off my train, boys.
0: Enough of that. I'm let's never get, on your train. <laughs> let's get stuck into the next one. Well, actually, the first game, I should say. And it was one that sent shockwaves <laughs> through the footballing world. <laughs>
1: I love that (laughs) use of (laughs) terror. That was good by you.
0: Cheers, Sammy. And that was Watford versus Liverpool. So, do you want to get stuck into that, boys? Let's do it. Let's do it. Watford versus Liverpool. In goes Saar. Alisson is committed. Saar can't get a shot away. Oh, my word. But TV does.
1: And he is loving that
0: absolute scenes from Troy Jeannie and the boys it was it was a performance that some might say was coming from a Liverpool perspective but this one it's hard to analyze because it's like second bottom versus bottom and you two stop bloody laughing at other shit <laughs> and concentrate and so yeah I just thought it was it's one of the more intriguing results but honestly like I reckon it's almost impossible to analyze but we'll give it our best shot
2: yeah, I think, it. it honestly, it, it could have been just a Liverpool day off, something that we'll get into a little bit later. There's plenty of things that could have gone wrong. I know they were divided opinions through both the, the EPL fans as a whole and then Liverpool fans as a separate sector to the whole EPL, uh, EPL universe. But heading to the game, Liverpool were 44 games unbeaten, chasing the Invincibles record, and were looking to chase down what was probably the most impressive record in time of all time with the Invincibles mm-hmm. um, and maybe become one of the best teams of all time.
0: And they also equaled Man City's record for most number of wins in a row. So that was their chance to break that record and they uh, bottled it.
1: Well, yeah, I love, i tell you what I love. I love that it came at the hands of Watford, who at the start of the year were winless for like, how, how many? It took them
0: 10, 10, 10 to 12 10 weeks, rounds. I would have thought. So yeah. I
1: just find that incredibly ironic. If it was going to be anyone, it was going to be Watford, but... Watford have been winless in their last eight times against Liverpool, and to get to be the ones that actually do it is absolutely berserk. So, berserk, he reckons. Berserk. I mean, like <laughs> the, the, the aggregate score between them in their last eight games was nil <laughs> fifteen.
0: That's quite rude. So it's rude.
1: Like, like you know what I'm saying? It's. Just,
0: they came with a plan, Watford. It was, it was one of the more, as I said, difficult games to get your head around, but. Liverpool were poor for the first half, and I think you know they don't. win lots of talk about Jordan Henderson and how good he's been. They've missed him the last two and a half games, I'll say. Lost to Athletic, struggled against the Hammers, and of course lost to Watford. And all those games, they missed Jordan Henderson's Jordan Henderson for periods or all of the game. But let's not take anything away from Watford here, Woody. I thought you were impressed by obviously the main man who scored two, but <laughs> a few others as well.
2: Yeah, I was. We'll start off with that man because I think no matter how this chat goes to this game we cannot stress enough, we are not taking shine off Watford. Mm-hmm. And obviously Liverpool is a huge discussion point, but in no way are we discrediting Watford's game. And they played amazingly. And so did this man. Led the team, Ismail Um, Absolute man of the moment versus Liverpool. He put Watford on his shoulders and delivered them this win. He had the two goals and he had the assist for Deanies, which he very well could have probably scored himself if he took the shot. Now, 89% final third passes, eight ball recoveries, six shots, two dribbles completed, and obviously the two goals and the assist. He was immense this game, and he completely—he look, actually looked like a Mo Salah breaking the lines at times. And it was really interesting because the, the first goal he scored was probably the way that Mo Salah scores his goals on yeah. the
0: shoulders of defenders. Hundred percent, and look, it played into his hands so well. In how Liverpool set up, they've played a high line. Probably played a, like gradually, and it's only natural that as a team gains confidence, and you know, there's no well, Liverpool were probably maxed out in terms of confidence, and their line was so high, and pretty much all the goals came from Liverpool defensive errors. Not, I mean, Alexander Arnold's pass. We'll get into a little bit later, but I think just the lo- the defensive line that Liverpool were playing it was it was a
1: risky one. It would you say it was borderline arrogant? I would have. Be- I want to beg the question here. Was it a classic case of Watford, although they have trying to avoid relegation, but up against a team like Liverpool, they have absolutely nothing to lose in terms of, like, unless they get beaten by 8-0 and blow their aggregate. Yeah. But, and then was it a case of Liverpool coming in into a bit of sort of complacency in the way that they thought they would just get over them? And it was, like, the perfect sort of blend well, that's actually, for uh- Watford... To, do, to come into a game with a mindset of nothing to lose and Liverpool coming off 44 unbeaten games with a sense of we'll just get the job done.
2: Well, Sammy, it's actually something you mentioned last week or, Damon, it might have been you, um, or a few weeks ago. Someone, someone said that these teams like Watford are the more dangerous to play as the season goes on because mm-hmm. they're the ones that have everything to lose. And when you back them into cor- into a corner, you just never know what they'll produce. And they produce games like this. Yeah,
0: It's funny, of all games this season... I know Liverpool have come close against like your Leicesters, Man United, of course West Ham losing a few games. But in terms of just regardless of the scoreline, if you watch the Watford-Liverpool game at Anfield a couple of months back, Watford put up a really good fight then as well. So it could be just a simple matchup thing. Do you know no, what I mean? No, like in no, I, how I think, they play?
2: Looking at that game as well, if it wasn't for the the wind, I think it was, it was like it was blowing an absolute gale that game. And I'm pretty sure both of Liverpool's goals were... They, uh, they won 2-0. Both of them were because... The wind was so strong. It just carried the ball past the back um, line. The the back back line. Back. Got and, in behind. And it got in behind. And Watford were very unlucky because they were shooting into goal for majority of their good chances. Mm-hmm. However, I think a really interesting thing that I sort of came across and it sort of dawned on me after the game was that this isn't the first time Nigel Pearson has to put together good teams because Watford is showing signs of good of, of a really great team. Are we talking Leicester
0: City the season before they won the title?
1: Yeah, I am mm-hmm. and as, well, obviously. We've, For a team that's struggled At the start of the year We've sung Watford's praises a lot Because I think we all agree They've got a really solid list Yeah, they When do. you look at the bottom table Of the Premier League at the moment I don't see Watford As in the same grain As a Bournemouth Or a Brighton like, that are around yeah, that sort it's of. Cause, yeah. It's because
2: it's because they're not. Yeah, and and they shouldn't be there they
1: considering shouldn't.
0: where they were. And it, it's funny because we look at a West Ham and we thought their list was really good, but I think their current form makes us think twice about certain players. But even the form of Watford players at the start of season, we were like, no, 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 we know their quality. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, form hasn't tarnished their reputation, but I'd say for West Ham, their form has tarnished their yeah. reputation. Yeah. And look, I to be honest, I can't even you know tell you why that's the case. But I think I look at like guys like Dekure and Troy Deeney, and obviously, S- yeah, well of course, Delphé did his ACL in yeah. that game, so that's uh, you know terrible news for him and Watford. But yeah, just in general, these players, we rate them highly.
1: So yeah, I think that comes down to realistically Nigel Pearson and what he's been able to do with these sort of under. Under, not underwhelming, we just spoke about Watford being quite a good team But he, he kind of builds them up And we saw it with Leicester before they went on to win the Premier League And I think he's he's got something cooking again with this Watford team And I think mm. it's huge for them to be able to stay up They're still not out of danger yet But if they're going to stay up, I think they're going to be a team to watch next year
2: Yeah, and they can definitely be caught with Aston Villa's game being postponed If Aston Villa win their game against City, which is probably unlikely They could definitely come in and steal their spot However, let's look at Liverpool um, because obviously that was probably the bigger talking point of the game. Their fullbacks and the defensive line, absolute shambles of a game, especially Trent Alexander-Arnold. Day to forget. Zero out of 10 crosses completed, unlike him. No chances, dribbles, or tackles won. He he looked like a shadow of what he was,
0: and Damo, and he, like, so did the whole back football. I, I thought it was a really interesting way of looking at it, because obviously Lovren played with Van Dyke, and everybody has their opinion on Lovren, and with, I felt like whether he played well or not was almost... Irrelevant to Trent Alexander Arnold's game. Now, you guys might disagree, but Alexander Arnold, I feel like it's up, yes, it's up to him to play his natural game and get the best out of his performance to try and get the win for his team. I get that. But I think he required a little bit more common sense during the game to know that he needs to be a little bit, uh, maybe sacrifice a little bit of your game Mm. to help your fellow defender out. I thought, in a way, it was a little bit of an ignorant performance. Selfish? There's an element of selfishness, but I, I, you heard Klopp during the week now talking about how those who criticise Lovren and blame Lovren for the loss don't know anything about football. And I actually tend to agree. You know, like, Lovren coming in, okay, he might have a ripple effect, which is sort of what I'm getting at here on some other players, but it's also on those other players to take action. Do you yeah. know what I mean? That's what makes a good player a great well, I player. I suppose
1: when you, when you change something like the centre-backs... It's not going to be the same sort of output as you're going to get when you're playing with... Everybody else needs to switch everybody on. Everybody yeah. else needs to switch on. They need to adapt to the conditions, which is just the same as what happens when you get an injury. Exactly. Does
2: owners come onto clock for that, though? Because if you're playing Lovren...
0: Well, we, we and, don't know what he was telling Alexander-Arnold Honestly,
2: to do. my opinion from watching the game is that Joe Gomez does such a, such a better job at covering Trent Alexander-Arnold's forward runs than what Lovren does. Lovren's probably a bit slow to cover Alexander-Arnold's space, and that's what Watford That's what Wofford did. They sat in that space and forced Liverpool to sort of force Trent Alexander Arnold to, to to defend. They made him accountable because they,
1: they sat in the space. They
2: made him extremely accountable. And is, is it now a point where Liverpool's tactics are pl- the same? Let's let's say they're not playing glamorous games and haven't been for majority of the season. Now our teams
0: changing you think Liverpool haven't been playing attractive football no 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 I'm'm I'm not saying
2: I'm saying glamorous I'm okay. saying the passes are there whatnot but the way they set up it's it's predominantly the same I can't think of a game this season they haven't set up in a four through three and played on the shoulders and played played Trent Alexander and Robertson pushing forward I can't I can't mm-hmm. pick out a game okay okay but then looking at that do you think I'm not I'm again it, nothing to take the shine off Watford but do you think now Liverpool are starting to fatigue and games are st- and, and teams are starting to change the way they they set up against Liverpool so they can sit in this space?
0: Uh, I think the game against Atletico, there, there is no way Premier League clubs weren't watching and mm. having a look at how Atletico did it. But fatigue, uh, there is obviously going to be an element of that. Liverpool play, have played a heap of games. They've travelled heaps, of course, with some... Random European competitions as well that they had to go to through throughout December. And three games in 10 days yeah, as well. Yeah, I, there is obviously an element of fatigue, but I just think it was, I'm, I'm in, the, in the boat of it was honestly just one of those days off for Liverpool. They just switched off and there's only one team in history that's ever not done it. So I don't really think Liverpool fans will be disappointed, yes, stressed about it, no. That's just my view. Sam, do you have a differing opinion?
1: In terms of Liverpool, sort of people lining up differently against them.
0: Yeah, do you do you think Liverpool lost it, or do you think? Oh, I think Watford set up differently and got the. Job I think done?
1: the team, as Liverpool performed very poorly, and I don't think that the tactics were that accountable for that in a way because like they don't like as we mentioned, like Lovren probably should have been covered a bit more than he was, but he was still poor. Uh, Van Dijk was asleep, uh, especially for that second goal. Yeah, mm. and like I just. As you guys have mentioned, the back line didn't function the way it normally would have. And that, yeah, can come down to the tactics of Watford sitting in the hole and whatnot. But I don't think, I think they just had a poor day and it yeah. was bound to happen. They're I, human. They are yeah. human yeah. at the end of the day. I think
0: a variety of factors. I think we're all pretty right in saying that, you know, a lot of st- pretty much everything that went wrong could have gone wrong.
1: Mm. Yep. That's going to happen. Yeah,
0: it, it's one of those Once days. Once 44 well, times. They yeah. had one shot in the first half. They had one shot on target all game. Yeah, well,
1: there you go. It's, it's quite phenomenal.
0: Anyway, we could harp on it and try to figure out what the hell happened all night. But we've got to move on now to winners and losers. Oi, did someone say winners and losers? Sure did, mate. Alrighty, boys. I'm going to kick off with my winner. And my winner of the week is actually West Ham. Firstly, I've got a soft spot for them now because they saved my Damo's dollars from getting zero out of four. But
1: they're still <laughs> pathetic.
0: As I did mention in Damo's dollars, this game was simply a must-win for West Ham purely because it was the best chance they were going to have at three points for pretty much the space of a you know ten streak of ten games before and after this game combined so i think the 3-1 over southampton leaves them out of the relegation zone just on goal difference look they're still in big trouble not not taking them out of that discussion yet not by a long shot but i just feel like that win was probably bigger than watford's three to win over liverpool purely for a a mental thing for west ham where if they didn't win that game where else are they gonna win do you yeah, know what i mean i know
1: what you mean it's more it's a bit... The, the road becomes a lot more darker, doesn't exactly. it?
0: Exactly. All right, Sammy, who is your winner?
1: So we met, we touched on them earlier, but it's Manchester City. Uh, can't really... Uh, you know, I know you said no. At
2: Acuity Insurance,
0: we believe the things you do for your business are heroic, and you deserve someone equally heroic to protect them. We put our all into covering your business so you can focus on the things you love most. That's the power of heart. Acuity Insurance, wholeheartedly for you.
1: It gives it a poo, but like... <laughs> Um, they won the Carabao Cup for the third time in a row, and although they're not ninety nine percent point nine five percent sure they're not going to get the chocolates in the Premier League this year, it's still an un, it's still an outstanding achievement to win three times in a row, and it kind of just proves. Sort of the the Man City sort of era over the past half decade. I think
0: it's nine out of the last ten domestic English yeah. trophies Manchester City have defi- won. That's uh, phenomenal.
1: It's they've, it's an era. Like I'd say, hundred The last five years has been Man City, and well done to them.
0: Yeah, cool. All right, Woody, who have you got? Uh, My winner
2: this week is the Canaries. It has, <laughs> has to be the Canaries. No, yeah, I don't know how it's been not been the mentioned yet. The Pookie Oh, no. It no, like the Party is definitely not on. <laughs> uh, it hasn't been the on in The a... season is hanging by a thread, but they got <laughs> the job done. I know. They got the Chockeys against Leicester. It was 1-0. And now, I'll tell you what, their relegation battle is probably still looking pretty shit. I'm not going to lie, <laughs> but they're, they're, they're four points off Villa, who, depending on how they go in there, in their rescheduled game could definitely jump out of um, the relegation zone. However, that probably if that probably leaves them about six points clear plus a rude goal difference of probably ten goals outside of the bottom three. Well sorry, inside the bottom three. So yeah. now I I feel as if with their games coming up, they have to get wins. Have to get wins. Unless it was a start and like we said, Damo, they need to get more dangerous who as are, the season who goes they on. Coming up? Mate, let's 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 <laughs> have a, a quick Sheffield, look. Right, they which got the which Blade, is actually hard. Yeah. They've got Southampton, uh, Everton,
0: and Arsenal. So they're, they're in big, big trouble. There is
2: some strife, <laughs> mate. Some strife.
0: All right, my loser of the week is none other than David De Gea. He had an absolute mare for the first couple of minutes. Look, to be fair to him, he made some pretty good saves after that and bounced back well. But the reason is my loser is just for putting. A Man United side in that position in the first place. I spoke about last week Man United's real poor form at Goodison Park and how they had only won two of their last seven. Now it's two of their last eight. It was always going to be an uphill battle for Man United in this one purely because they knew Chelsea had dropped points. Mentally, we've seen this Man United team struggle to make the most of opportunities. Fun fact, since about match week 10, Man United have never won when Chelsea have drawn or lost in the same week. So the only time they've gained points is when Chelsea have lost and they've drawn, and it's just another example of Man United putting themselves in a difficult position where they didn't really need to. And David de Gea, we know what he's capable of, so he'll be he'll be having nightmares about that one, and that's now leaves him with the joint most uh, errors leading to goals, which is seven since the start of last season. Sam, who is your loser?
1: So my loser this week is Chelsea, and simply because like they just keep giving everyone outside the top four a sniff. Like,
0: no,
2: one's, no one's taking it
1: though. Like if I know, you... I know, but you know what I mean. Like Chelsea just absolutely have the like yeah. have had the chance to be like, no, nah, this is our fourth spot. We're taking it, and all they did, like they just have to beat the teams like Bournemouth, and they've just drawn a couple. Of, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I looked at it before. They just should have been. They just should. It just should be no question around their mm. their finishing in the top. four top four and cementing a UCL spot for next year and I just think they keep they just keep letting people in. like Manchester United don't deserve to be there at all but they're in there <laughs> you know terrible. what I mean yeah. it's like put it to bed Chelsea
2: Woody who you got alright my one I have to go steer back to the Everton Man United game and, and my loser is Everton because I don't know how the bloody hell they were denied a winner in the 93rd minute um which which was what VAR deemed offside through affecting the play um I thought it was extremely harsh because if De Gea ha- hadn't been wrong-footed, then I feel as if the goal would have been given. Because if he had dived, it would have like, seemed like would have seemed like Richardson didn't get in the way of the ball going into goal. Now, it was, I, Sigurdsson. It was Sigurdsson? Oh, Sigurdsson. Yes. Or was it Richardson? It was Richardson that
0: shot, right? No, it was Calvert Lewin who shot, and <laughs> Sigurdsson was on the ground. You had, had a mare I there. <laughs>
1: Far out, mate. It started with the results. It's
0: falling away.
2: <laughs> tell you, I was watching the game He's though. Just and nervous it's, it's, it I'm was here. no, it was tough because it was finished. Finished at three o'clock in the morning. That goal came, and I was I was dead asleep. No, 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 I, was, <laughs> yeah. I was dead asleep. Anyway, if it didn't take the flexion, deflection, I feel as if it would have been given a goal. And now, uh, you know, Everton missed a chance and a half to. Um, creep up into the into the top four race and compress it a little bit more. However, now five points... Um, even top six race. Uh, even, uh, even Exactly, even the top six race. And now between fifth and 11th, Man United being fifth, Everton being 11th, they're only five points. And there you go. And Crystal Palace breathing down the neck of Everton as well, only one point off them. So I think the top four race is heading up, well, the top six race is heading up now, and Everton should have probably... Um, Put a bow in it, actually, in the game. Fair
0: enough. Alrighty, lads. This one, this next game we're going to talk about is one that is the definition of top six and top four race, and it had huge ramifications for either time, either team, I should say, that win we, that we're going to win or lose this one, and that was. Tottenham versus the Wolves. Oh, what a turn by Jota, leaving Lucas Moura for dead. Now driving deep into the Spurs half. If he looks up, he can try and feed it to the path of Jimenez. Jimenez into the area. Back onto his left for Raul Jimenez! Raul Jimenez gives Wolves the lead. Oh, my word, that is stunning. What a goal from
1: Wolverhampton Wanderers.
0: Now, lads, I thought this one was probably... The most typical Wolves game you will see. Uh, Jose Mourinho said after the game, I'm not exactly sure how we lost. Some individual mistakes for sure and some individual quality from them. It's interesting to note here that the Wolves had no player touch the ball more than 40 times. Seven of the 11 Spurs players that started had more than 40.
1: But yeah, I mean, we've seen it all season from the Wolves. We know the way they play and they do it so well. Uh, Treore, who played 75 minutes Touched the ball just 10 times But that second goal from the Wolves Was all because of his brilliant work in the build-up I mean, so as Mourinho said They did rely on the individual quality But if it's not broke Why the hell would you fix it? A-pin What? What?
2: Yeah
1: Yeah yeah, fine. Yeah. Got anything yeah. to add there? Got anything to add? It, to add <laughs> mate, before, he was looking mate, asleep. He's just like. Woo- no, woo- I'm woo- just
2: thinking how my main ran main man Jimenez has gone wine dine 69 and put Tottenham in his back pocket <laughs> and, and finish
0: off the game. That's all I was thinking. So did you enjoy his goal? Did you? I withdraw? did.
2: Mate, how can you not? The Mexican is the. I don't want to say anything bad about Mexicans, but he's a gun. He's, he's,
1: he's under- mate, there's nothing bad to say about Mexicans. Yeah. Mate, he's, that man. Was, why did you need to yeah. say that? <laughs> I
2: don't know. <laughs> we have a
1: Trump supporter on the podcast.
2: Yeah. I don't build walls, mate. I bring
0: him down.
1: What are we talking oh, about? <laughs> Let's What's get back key? on topic.
0: <laughs> yeah, All right, talking. Woody, tell me someone who is good for the walls.
1: Uh, Well,
2: to be honest with you... Diego Iota was the first one. I froth his game even more than I froth Jimenez's.
0: He's on fire at the moment, isn't he?
2: Yeah, and he should be an absolute starter every single time for the Portuguese team. He's a beast. And he has scored six goals in his last three games in all comps in the space of 10 days in his last last three appearances. Anyway, before that, six goals across 25, match, 25 matches. He was integral to Wolves play, but now he is Wolves play. I'll tell you what. Hatchery against Espanyol, brace against Tottenham, goal against Liverpool... His game, by the numbers, right, 100% final third passes is probably the most important thing other than his goal and assist. And I'll tell you why. Because Wolves, when they have that quality counter-attacking, they are going to get a shot on target every single time.
0: Every single time. They're one of the few teams in the league that tend to, I'm not going say make the most of every single chance. But they're, you're, effi-
2: they're efficient.
0: Yeah. You, they're efficient. They are incredibly efficient. And they make... Breaking teams apart looks so, so simple compared to some other clubs. I mean, Wolves and Sheffield, you'd have to say, are very, very similar in the way they play. And they're getting very, very similar results. Uh, But on the other hand, Tottenham disappoint again. And this is the third week in a row we've spoken about Spurs. And it's the third week in a row they've lost, as I just said. So it's hard to dissect this Tottenham team purely because we're just going to be repeating ourselves. But one thing that I really, really did not like now there was a lot of talk about Mourinho when he first came, that he was a new person, and that he had a smile on his face. But the old Mourinho is starting to show. And I'm not going to judge the guy until Grumpy he gets a backs, transfer window yeah. and he gets to make this a Mourinho team.
1: But Grumpy guts, Mourinho, benches his best players.
0: This is pretty much exactly what <laughs> I'm getting at. Because why was Tanganga playing at centre-back when Vitongan and Aldeverald were on the bench?
1: Is this Pogba all over again?
0: I have no idea. But to be honest, like... The poor kid's 20 years old. He'd only ever played at centre-back a couple of times for the under-23s at Tottenham. He got murdered (laughs) by Jota and Jimenez. And it's just going to kill the kid's confidence. He only won half his duels, was at fault for the first goal, made one successful tackle all day, and got substituted in about the 70th minute. I just thought that that was the reason... That's the reason alone people don't like Mourinho for his on-field stuff. He can talk all he wants in the interviews... But it's just putting these young players, and not always young, but in this case, young Still, players into these positions of vulnerability mate, when they don't deserve it's it. It's
1: nonsensical. It, it doesn't... Because <laughs> it, it comes... It does. It's nonsensical when you look at it as a fan.
2: I mean, that's a big word for me, saying.
1: And you see the... F- <laughs> do, you uh, know what, do you know what that means? Nonsensical. Yeah, it yeah. describes you very well. Just <laughs> a little muppet. Can we Hurry get back on him. the topic? Mate, I was just trying to have a nice conversation, and then he's just... Gone to so anyway. We'll move on, but I want to. Yeah, it's just Mum! <laughs> it's non. <laughs> it's nonsensical, because of the fact that fans don't understand it. This guy's confidence is going to be killed, and Mourinho looks like an idiot. Like it's, it's a. If yeah, it's, it's a mark, whatever. It, it could have been a masterstroke, but it, it just doesn't make. I think uh, is this another case of Mourinho? potentially
2: scapegoating
0: players. Yeah. I, I more see it as a message to the owners and the board to claim this is the best team I can put got- out on the park and I need more defenders and players. That's is- rubbish,
2: though. It is rubbish. It's rubbish. we'll always- get a game in, in probably 75% okay, of teams so in is, the it, league.
1: is it a depth cry? Is it a like, oh...
2: It can't yeah. be. They, don't, they have depth at back except for right back. They don't have depth up top now because of injuries. They've got depth at back. They, 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 have, they have two... Two quality, probably not world-class anymore, but seriously above-average centre-backs who get games for their national teams, you know, sitting on the bench, and they've got a 20-year-old filling in the spot. They can't tell me they're lacking lacking depth at the back now. I
0: thought it was a poor choice from Jose. I didn't like it at
2: all. Yeah. I agree, and I think it's going to be... I hate to say it, but this could be another Mourinho situation where he runs kids into the ground and then he blames the lack of depth, and he
1: blames blames the lack of funds, and he blames the board, and he blames and everyone. It's never else. his fault. Yeah, exactly. And it, it never is his fault. The thing that gets me now, though, is that Wolves were the only team in the top half of the Premier League table to get the win on the weekend. So does that genuinely mean that they should be the favourites to get that top four spot? No. How? I, How? I, I actually I don't think the, that's the reason they should be favourite.
0: But if you look at their run home. They're gonna make a title charge the way they're playing. Listen to who they're playing. Brighton, West Ham, Bournemouth, Villa. That's the bottom five, pretty bottom four out of five, pretty much. Then Arsenal, Sheffield, Everton, Burnley, Palace, Chelsea. That Chelsea game on the last game of the it's season, massive. that could straight up be winner goes in, goes fourth.
2: <clears throat> I know it's not either of these two teams, but <laughs> they'll is be it? third by that point, mate. By yeah. the time they get
1: to Chelsea. Guys, calm down. <laughs> I'm, I'm,
2: I'm, I'm talking. <laughs> Is it rude to suggest that Leicester are in danger of dropping out?
0: I they are like,
2: five points ahead of Chelsea.
0: I think if Man United beat Everton last weekend, it would have looked a lot worse for Leicester because that means they would have been six points safe. Okay. And their run home isn't exactly they, simple.
2: They play tricky teams. And, and they, they play, play Man
0: Everton. United on the final day of the season. And that final play, day is
1: going to be huge. And they play Everton next week. How good... If, if going to want to do something? No, Chelsea play Everson. How good would it be... I mean, I know we're United supporters, but how good would it be to have a top four with Leicester and the Wolves in it? Like, when's the last time that's happened?
0: Probably never. Probably yeah. never. Well, like, last time that... The, it'd be a big slap in the face to a lot of yeah, clubs.
1: it would be a huge slap in the face, but it'd be hilarious at the same time. It would be. Anyway,
0: lads, I know we probably didn't go in-depth into that one, but I think the ramifications were way more important than the actual game itself Completely. in this. So... Are we ready to get stuck into the one and only Damo's dollars?
1: No. <laughs> no, I don't think no. I don't think anyone wants to lose any more money. I know I don't. I'm putting 20 on this one.
0: Yeah, damn bloody straight, Sammy. You are going to want to put 20 bucks on this one because this is the best one yet. Guaranteed. Put your house on it. It's, not it's home. There's a 50 it's
1: a 50/50 chance. It's the best one yet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is time for Damo's dollars.
1: Show me the money.
0: Alrighty, to kick things off Same as last week This time Watford To get the Chockeys over Crystal Palace At $2.88 Watford's win over Liverpool fills them with heaps of confidence As we discussed earlier in the show But I feel like They still need to get A lot more out of their games against teams like Crystal Palace to avoid relegation. Having lost just three of their last 10 league games, with only Arsenal, Everton, Man City and Liverpool having a better run of form in their last 10, it's hard to see the Hornets not getting a massive win here. Watford are also undefeated in their last five against Crystal Palace with three wins and two draws. Palace, similar situation to Southampton last week in that they're sort of pretty much safe so they don't have an incredible amount to play for Watford for the win this one or to win this one I like it
1: do you think you overanalyze it no okay Damo jump into the second one
0: <laughs> Sheffield to get the win over Norwich now I know I said last week that there wasn't going to be like you know bullying in Damo's dollars about picking on the bottom table team but sixty
1: two for that's, Sheffield to win pretty this loose,
0: yeah I, I like it yeah I like it so Despite a great win for Norwich last week against the Foxes, I think the FA Cup midweek fixture is really going to hurt them. The Blades have had a week off for the first time in a while, other than the winter break. And along with this, Norwich have to play the day after during the week of the FA Cup against a much harder opponent in Spurs rather than Sheffield's game against Reading. So I think Norwich, injury depleted almost all season. they got no chance at Bramwell Lane. $1.62, insane value, get on it, I like it. Wolves win against Brighton at sixty-two as well we've just pumped up the Wolves all most of the episode they can do no wrong and they're hosting a Brighton team that have only won 2 away games all season and I can't see that changing they've also just won 1 in their last 10 games no FA Cup for the Wolves as well meaning a full break I know Brighton have that full break as well but the real only issue for Wolves would be is their lack of squad depth. We've spoken about how they really do only rely on 14 to 16 players week in, week out. Well, when these quality players are going to get a week off, they aren't losing to Brighton at home. Lock it in, $1.62. Now, finally, this is where the value really pumps up the multi, where you really just want to, you know... Show it, me the money. Exactly. And that is a Leicester and Aston Villa draw at 5 bucks. You have got to be joking for this particular uh, betting company, sports wagering company, that I've got these odds off. I'm I'm going to be named because they don't sponsor Waiting for the sponsor. (laughs) (laughs) A 1-1 draw at the King Power Stadium in the League Cup semi-final last last time these two guys played. And also Villa won at Villa Park 2-1 in the second leg. Foxes have lost 5 out of their last 10. Worst form they've been in all season. Fresh from a loss to bottom place Norwich. This is one... That's a little bit risky, I will admit it. But at $5, what it does for our return is just, it cannot be missed. It cannot be passed on. So you lock that in. I like it very much. Odds of $37.79. So if you put $10 on it, you are guaranteed to get $377 back.
1: Show me the money. Show me the money. I'm actually putting 20 bucks on like that. <laughs>
0: it's, it's, you've
2: it's, convinced me. Can I, can I just say, Damo, you've gone for three probably guarantees in a smoky.
1: Yeah, which is oh, it's, such I feel a, like that's a good model, but mate, it's thirty-seven dollars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Sammy's week, on board. That's <laughs> seven hundred bucks to <for> me. <laughs> <laughs> lock it in, lock it in, Eddie.
0: Oh, this is gonna be massive. Oh, I'm, you know, I
1: was riding the wave
0: last weekend after you know until the first game finished at the multi because then we were out. But I reckon this week it's it's looking it's looking nice. I
2: reckon I reckon you should have gone with no statistical evidence for any of them. Because, yeah, like I did for the West Ham one. Yeah, because like, because then you would have four legs that actually win. It maybe
0: we'll get to the point where I'll just be like, you know, Everton to win because I feel like it. And then we'll nail the multi. <laughs> That's probably what's going to happen.
1: I'm going to demo's dollars my way to a Ferrari. It's happening. I'm
0: telling you, by the end of the season, we're going to have like a cult following. Let's do it. It's going to be insane. I reckon,
1: I reckon more
2: importantly, what what are we going to do with this money? Hypothetically, hypothetical question here, boys. If we stick... As a,
0: as a pod, if, and then it goes back into the, the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. bank account.
2: If if we put, let's say a hundred dollars wins, we get three thousand seven hundred and seventy dollars. <laughs> right? yeah. Put that on the next one. <laughs> yeah. We're ripping ninety grand. And if we're if we doing if, it, okay, keep doubling let, your wins uh, Let's hypothetically say let's 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 we'll do it three weeks in a row. Come the third week, we've won one point seven million dollars. <laughs> What what are we doing? We with to, one, no no hold up. What are we doing with one point seven million dollars? We
1: go to Crown and we put it on red, and no. then we have even more, and then we buy Dude, each, each other. Do you, you know?
0: One. I've actually been looking at this. The boxes, corporate boxes inside Premier League soccer stadiums, they're actually not that expensive.
1: How much are they
0: for a whole season? You're probably looking at like twenty grand.
1: Dude, we could fully we could buy one and then rent it out as the Premier League nightclub box.
0: Yeah, no, we record pods in it during the week, and then we host like parties in it. Every weekend, yeah.
1: Which which stadium though?
0: Yeah, no, nah, we'll, we'll, Old oh, Trafford. Nah, uh, nah.
1: I'm talking like Bramall Lane. Yeah, Bramall Lane. Go to Bramall Lane. Maybe we'll,
0: Carrow Road. Carrow Road. Nah, no, mate.
1: No. No. No, you reckon?
0: The King Power would be pretty the King sick. King Power would well. be lit. That'd be, loose. be lit. Anyway, now we're just talking absolute rubbish. We should probably wrap this <laughs> wrap this pod up because, you know, it's been a long day with the microphones yet again. There's going to be lots of work done over the weekend to get this right so that we can, you know. Be on the ball straight away. So, yeah. boys, what if time? they want to find us on the socials, where can they hit us? You hit us on Insta, at Premier League Nightclub. And Sammy, where can they find us on Twitter?
1: At EPL Nightclub.
0: No, at PL Nightclub. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, let's run it again. You can catch us on Insta, at Premier League Nightclub. And we're on the Twitter, Sammy. At PL Nightclub. And you can just search us on Facebook and we will be there. Of course, subscribe, follow wherever you listen to us on. We post every single week and, you know, we like to think we're good. So, Woody, do you want yeah. to thank everyone?
2: <laughs> thank you, everyone, for having a boogie at the nightclub. Hope you had a special one. Drinks on us. See ya. Drinks aren't on us. See ya.
0: Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more.
2: Sports Social Podcast Network.